What's going on, fans? My name's Josh, and today I'm riding solo, um, but I'm presenting you with uh, part two of last week's episode, where I talked to Seth about everything Spider-Man, Star Wars, and Game of Thrones. And this is the Nerdforce Podcast. There's been some news on we got we got a new trailer for the Spider-Man Home uh, Far From Home uh, movie this past week an international trailer it gives us a little bit more footage we look we we've done before this I know you've seen it before and I've seen it before it's um an additional thirty minutes of some of it new footage um, just a little bit more in the lines with uh, a romance going on between MJ and Peter Parker or this version of MJ and Peter Parker. Um, uh, also gives us a little, a few more background shots of uh, what used to be Avengers Tower. Um, we we talked about this a little bit before the podcast and who we think it, what who who has bought that tower since uh, uh, Stark sold it. Um, who do you think it's going to? Uh, I mean, all the speculation that I've seen, and it all makes sense. Is Norman Osborn? Um, he bought. He bought the Avengers Tower and kind of rehabilitating this now, the Oscorp Tower. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it could be as well, it could be um, the Fantastic Four Tower. Um, so that's a possibility, but you know, I think that with them taking a multiverse approach, that they're probably going to bring in the Fantastic Four a different way than um, what they're doing with the that particular tower. So, right. plus, this was this was all filmed and put together and kind of planned out through Foggy before they had the rights to even write in Fantastic Four. So for the last year, everybody knew Disney was buying Fox, but yeah. Kevin Feige even came out and said, like, we still weren't allowed to write or yeah. plan to write anything with any of those characters. So for them to throw that in now, I think it would be just too quick. Yeah. So yeah, I think so. Sounds more, sounds more legit and more announced more sounds more proper at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of anything else that really could be feasibly other than the Oscorp building. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, it'll be cool how they work him into the greater MCU, if how the, the contracting is going to work out with that, um, whether that's something that Sony's going to sign off on or not, for them to use Norman within a um, uh, a bigger Avengers style um, uh, movie to where everybody has to team up to take his plan down or something like that. Yeah, there was that. I also saw some speculation on. It him kind of convincing everybody that he can take on and lead the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Doing like a dark Avengers. Doing the dark yeah. Avengers storyline, which I think could be cool. It could kind of make things a little bit different so he comes in and leads and everybody thinks that he's good and then he flips the script and he brings in a bunch of bad guys and you know, all the, all the OG Avengers, or at least the living OG Avengers, Spider-Man and Thor and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier Army to get together to like bring them down, bring yeah. down all of them together. Yeah, that'd be cool. Step after like a, or, or but even before like a Sinister Six type of movie. Yeah. If they want to come to lead Sinister Six, like kind of do that, and then afterwards have them start a Sinister Six. Plus, I think with everything that happened post Endgame, um, 
everybody's going to be kind of like ramping up. They're going to be finding their own supers and yeah, everyone's going to be trying to like build a super army and get to prevent anything like that from happening again, to prevent another Thanos event. Yeah, I think we'll start to see more segmented teams uh, with uh, the Asgardians of the Galaxy and then the um, kind of the cosmic um, Avengers team and then also a, uh, a West Coast or Young Avengers or something like that. So, um, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, there's there's just so much that they could like, so many holes that they could fill in um, with everything they're doing right now. They've kind of left the the, um, the field open for many, many different possibilities. So, I'm not even attempt to speculate on what's coming next no, anymore. Absolutely. I have no idea. After this, I don't even know what the next movie is. They haven't even told us. Like, we know that there's a Black Panther yeah, yeah. two, and there's a Doctor Strange two, and there's yeah. a Shang Chi and the Eternals. Shang Chi, yeah. Uh, Guardians of Galaxy, Guardians Guardians, but like we don't know yeah. when any of those are coming out. Thor, Thor was released, released um, or announced. Black Widow. Yeah, so we've got like we've got all the pieces kind of filled in until twenty twenty seven, but we don't really know the schedule or how they're going to line up. So I mean, you know, same same day, Comic Con's only a few weeks away now, so I think we'll probably um, hear that then. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get some info then. Yeah, so I'm pumped for that. Yeah, so. Um, other news, uh, we've, we've talked about um, uh, the, the Marvel stuff, I think we've kind of beat that um, in as far as we can, but the, uh, uh, well, with other Marvel news rather, we've got some casting calls um, for someone within the Marvel Universe. There's, it's rumored that it's going to be, uh, it's going to be Wolverine. And they're looking at a couple different people. I know they're looking at um, the guy from Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, and so it'd be really cool um, to see him come in. I think he played the Wolverine character very, very well. I'm and, big on board with that. I'm a big Hunnam fan ever yeah. since, ever since, even before Sons of Anarchy when he was in Green Street Williams. Yeah. Uh, that was a phenomenal movie. Yeah. So, and, and he crushed that. So I've been, I've been a, Big fan of his ever since. He's actually the reason I watched so the Vanguard be that first season, and then the show just turned out to be really, really good. Yeah, I mean, um, none of the other there there are a couple other names on there, but none of them really kind of match up to Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam just kind of checks all those boxes. So um, I've heard The Rock, but I don't think The Rock would come in for Wolverine. Yeah, not for Wolverine. No, he's previously speculated at like Black Adam. Yeah, within DCU, he's yeah. he's on board for that one. He's definitely playing Black Adam, but they could do like um, they could do the Rock as like the thing where they bring in uh, the Fantastic Four. He play really good. So I was thinking he's so thing. big that he's so big. He's kind of either that or like Adam Warlock, maybe. Maybe. I mean, they gotta do something with Adam Warlock. They have teased him yeah. and credit scene at Guardians of the Galaxy too. Well, it's so rumored that uh, anything else from him since. It's rumored that, uh, well, he's definitely getting written into Guardians 3, um, but it's rumored that the uh, the guy that played Jamie Lannister is going to be playing Adam Warlock. Oh, that'd be good too. He's getting cast for Helm, either Helm, either Helm or uh, the guy that plays uh, Jack Ryan. I can't remember his name, but... Oh, um, Jim Halpert? Yeah, yeah, the guy from The Office. I think, I mean, like, okay, he'd, he'd be fine, but... I would much rather say it's home for Mr. Fantastic. You just, you like after that um, fan art that came out 
um, post what was the movie that he was in not too long ago that he directed the one door oh the one where they can't talk yeah that one anyways but yeah there was there was some fan art that came out around there that had almost Mr. Fantastic and he looks really really good for that character yeah I'd be in more with that I think he can pull that off yeah um, so in Star Wars news, we've got some uh, some big news that came out through Variety. Um, I know that you've gotten a chance to sit down and, and uh, read over it. I've, I've no bits and pieces of it. I know a big majority of it, but um, uh, what take did you have on on what they're what they're talking about? Can you, can you kind of break it down for us on on the, what the news is? Um, so yeah, I mean the biggest thing that I took out of it was Disney's PR was on top of what he was and was not allowed to ask mm-hmm. um, insofar as he has previously asked um, like is Matt Smith going to be in the movie mm-hmm. and they refused to answer it wasn't a it wasn't a no it wasn't a we can't talk about that they just kind of like overset the question and kept going yeah which Matt Smith has come out in the past and been like no I'm definitely not in the movie but we all kind of know he is yeah right? yeah I mean, know he's going to play some sort of young dark side guy it's speculated that he's going to be Palpatine, right? a, a, a fanatic of Palpatine, and then the, some of the leaks that came out say that he kind of allows Palpatine's spirit to take over his body, yeah. and then he becomes not Palpatine, but he has the, the spirit, the power of yeah. Sidious Marine Thuro kind of thing. Yeah, kind of the, uh, and they did that in the comics too with the uh, Luke with two U's, L-U-U-K-E, yeah. um, to where uh, Palpatine took over a clone of Luke Skywalker and, and was able to uh, to to live out through that. So it'd be interesting how they adapt that for the for the big screen. So so there was that. Um, the pictures that came out were all fantastic. I think the, the the biggest thing that I'm pumped for after seeing the pictures is Carrie Russell's character. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I'm a big fan of her acting. She's she puts a lot in all of her roles, and then after that show, The Americans, which I'm not sure if you've ever seen it. But oh, it's fantastic, yeah. Yeah, she, is, yeah. she brings her physicality to it, too, yeah. like especially in the early seasons when it's more about kind of surviving, and yeah. they're doing a lot more ruthless stuff. They're killing a lot more people, and they got to fight a lot more people. There's a lot of physicality involved in that role. Yeah. And I feel like she's in this. She's some sort of, like, underworld character, bounty hunter style. Um, so I think, I think she'll be able to bring a lot of physicality to that. Mm-hmm which I'm really excited for. Um, picture, uh, there's another picture of uh, Naomi Aki and John Boyega, mm-hmm. and people online were freaking out because she's got like a bow and arrow, like an old school, made out of wood bow and arrow. Yeah. And everyone's freaking out because it's the future, it's not, it's the past. But yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of like high tech gadgetry in Star Wars, and yeah. why don't she have some like sort that, of but... technological bow and arrow? Yeah. Um, but I mean, not every planet is going to be technologically advanced, and maybe they're on one that's not. Uh, at the same time, Hawkeye had a bow and arrow, and Iron Man had missiles coming out of his arm. So yeah. <laughs> no one complained about that. Yeah, I mean, it, and then I mean, you walks and stuff like that. Like, I mean, have they don't have any type of advanced technology? They've got you know spears, spears and batteries, and tackling ATATs or yeah. uh, ATSTs. Yeah. So, um, but the article was really good. There was one thing that was originally in the article that got printed and then got edited out, which is that they confirmed that Kylo Ren in the trailer that they released when he's in the woods fighting and he tackles yeah. that guy with his lightsaber. They confirmed that he is 
quote, mowing down the Knights of Ren. Oh. Um, I know, yeah, they, they showed out um, pictures of the Knights of Ren, but I hadn't heard that portion that he was, uh, he's going to go against the Knights of Ren, so. Right, so they, shortly after the article went out, they edited it out, and then people were talking about it on Reddit, and somebody from Vanity Fair actually went and responded on Reddit and said that it was a mistake. <laughs> And that's not what's actually happening. Uh, so there's a strong possibility that Kyle Ryan is going to mow down the Knights of Ren in this movie, yeah. and we all now know it. Um, I'm well, I think that, that could cool. come into play with the whole Sidious thing, and you know, if uh, if they are going to try to do like a Ray and Ren, you know, team up, team up. then yeah. he's going to have to eventually fight through the Knights of Ren. They are confirmed to be coming back. There's definitely a picture of them with, you know, very similar to the. the, the Force back vision that Ray had in Horse Awakens, mm -hmm. where um, she was like laying on the ground and Kylo Ren stabbed that guy through the chest in the rain, yeah. and then it, it kind of zoomed out and there was all the knights running around him. Uh -huh. So that scene, not that scene specifically, but they all those costumes and all those knights around are going to be in the movie. They're definitely being brought back. Yeah, yeah. That, um, I saw the still photo that they they took. I forget what their their photographer, but name is but she's uh she's been on the set for the past 30 years for star wars so it's kind of cool that she's getting like she worked on the original trilogy and now she's seeing the skywalker trilogy come to a close um and onset photo shoots so um but yeah they have the onset photo shoot of um them and then the one of uh the new bounty hunter chick i forget what the character's name is um Close to that, I don't yeah, but anyways, um, her they, they took uh, the um, two imperial or the new uh, order generals, um, the new general that's going to be a part of the series, the older one, a legion general pride. Mm -hmm. That one I remember, yeah. So, um, yeah, they also talked a little bit about the uh, the naming for the, the movie, right? Uh, the uh, rise of Skywalkers and and kind of what that that leads to and and that it's uh more likely going to be um skywalker as a um as a title instead of a, a name so um kind of rebranding the job kind of they didn't really confirm that they just kind of popped on what everybody else's speculation is which yeah. is going to be that either ray is secretly actually a skywalker whether it's through leia or through luke or that she is a clone of Skywalker, or that they're going to turn the Skywalker name into like the new Jedi. So instead of being Jedi, it'll be Skywalkers. Mm -hmm. um, I actually don't subscribe to any of those notions. I think at the end of the movie, she's just going to take the name Skywalker as like an you know homage to Luke. He's going to be a part of training her and helping her get better. And he's going to he's going to be a part of this movie. We know that he's going to be. So I think at the end she's just going to take the name Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. No, I know within con. I don't know if it's within continuity anymore, but I know within the books they were, they used the the phrase Skywalking for a um, a particular force ability. Um, so it'll be. I, I kind of I, I subscribe a little bit more towards the the taking the mantle of Skywalker as a, a, a in lieu of Jedi, just because Jedi's got. All this context around it that that really doesn't stand up anymore based upon an orthodox um, learning of, of the uh, Jedi um, religion from the standpoint of the new trilogy so and how we're moving into that so I mean I could see 
more than likely I could see Bill moving forward with any um, trilogy afterwards um, or set after uh, with uh, with the um, naming of Skywalker as a as a um, like a religion religion type of thing. So yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm just not a fan of that. We got some news about the uh, trilogies too that that's coming up. Um, we got some news on uh, the uh, Dan and Dave trilogy is not going to be uh, is not going to be Knights of the Old Republic, um, but they are doing a trilogy and then separately they are doing Knights of the Old Republic. I don't remember who the director is that's on that one or who's writing it, but it's not Dan and Dave. Dan and Dave are doing something completely different. Yeah, I heard that. I, I heard that Dan and Dave are doing something in the Old Republic, but it is not Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I hadn't heard anything about like what they were, um, specifically what they're doing, just the fact that it wasn't Knights of the Old Republic. So that's cool. I would, I would like to see it, something in that era. But I, um, I, you know, I, I, I'm fine with them not doing Knights of the Old Republic. Speaking of Dan and Dave, after this, um, after this, the season of um, Game of Thrones, how do you feel about Dan and Dave doing a trilogy within the uh, within the Star Wars universe? Torn. <laughs> Torn. I think they are really, really good at taking something that's already been written and adapting it. Yeah. For a big screen. Yeah. Um, when it comes to writing fresh material, I'm not as confident. Um, there could also be that they're they were so if they start their own their own brand new story, they get to tell it from start to finish. They know yeah. where it starts, they can kind of graph that out where they yeah. want to go with it. With this, they had five thousand pages of existing material that they were adapting for the big screen and then they had a rough outline of how it ended and they had to get there um, and then they decided to do it in like shorter seasons and cut the seasons down and I heard HBO gave them 10 seasons 10 episodes each and they wanted to do it in 8 and 74 total episodes instead of 100 um, so there's just a lot of time there that we didn't get yeah. but I think it could have allowed the story to progress a little bit better now this was the beginning of um, of Game of Thrones coming on there. Um, however, I know within the past year or two, um, there was a merger with HBO. Um, I forget who bought out HBO. Um, AT&T bought HBO. So AT&T buys HBO um, within the past couple of years. Uh, I think like last year it was, if I'm not mistaken. But the, um, there were, Whenever they came in, they they kind of poo pooed on them about um, not having any additional content other than Game of Thrones, and not like really having any type of revenue maker after Game of Thrones was over. People were watching Game of Thrones and unsubscribing, and that's kind of been a meme over the past week. Is that what do you tell the uh, HBO after Game of Thrones ends? Since got Arya like unsubscribe, <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, people on Reddit were posting screenshots of them unsubscribing from HBO. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's some good stuff coming out from HBO, but I'm curious, like, how much of it was Dan and Dave that they didn't want to, like, do any additional, um, and they kind of sped through the last season or two, 
Um, and then, uh, you know, how much of it was HBO, you know, hey, we got to cut these episodes down. We can't spend as much on this type of stuff because we've got to spend money elsewhere and kind of diversify a little bit more. I mean, um, I, would, I would kind of buy into that if they weren't greenlighting a Game of Thrones prequel series and then have, like, two or three others in production or in talks. So, yeah, that pre-development. Um, so, I mean... They're, they're all on board with Game of Thrones, or at least that world. Yeah. And I think they have to be because outside of what, The Sopranos and The Wire, and like they haven't put anything out good in the last 10 years. Very. Um, and Westworld, the first season of Westworld is pretty good. But I yeah, the second season, it wasn't as good as the first, but I yeah. the second season. I'm excited to see what season two does. But. Yeah, and they, they've got um, the guy that plays uh, on. Um, Breaking Bad, they got it. Yeah, Jesse Pinkman. Jesse Pinkman. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I like yeah. that. Yeah, it looks really good. And they got Watchmen coming out. So, I mean, they've, they've got a really good content. I think they're starting to diversify a little bit more in, in things that that kind of appeal to um, the masses a little bit more in today's world. So, I mean, and then they're going to bring back The Sopranos, too. So, they're doing a, a sequel to The Sopranos. Is it a sequel or a prequel? But I mean, yeah, so for the last 10 years, they've had Game of Thrones, and that was it. And it was their big moneymaker, and it made them mm-hmm. a lot of money. Yeah. So I don't see even AT&T buying HBO being like, oh, yeah, no, let's rush this and get it done with. Yeah. So we can move on to other, other properties, because people would literally subscribe to HBO for Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. People are, I mean, people are literally doing it. And, and then, then they would watch Westworld and be like, oh, oh man, this is really good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what I, I just found Barry not too long ago. I'm like, bench through Barry. Um, so I mean, it was you know I I definitely seen that get get people in the door and then hope that they don't unsubscribe after you know, the yeah. But yeah, I mean it's um, yeah I, I I don't think I don't know that it was necessarily all just Dan and Dave that that were to blame for this past season though I don't think I think maybe a lot of it but um, I think a lot of it a lot of it probably. A lot of it. It was just they were in charge of the writing, and you can tell. So like they didn't write episode two, which mm-hmm. is the last time I was on here. Mm-hmm. And episode two we talked about was a phenomenal episode. Yeah, it was great. Um, hands down, my favorite episode of the entire season wasn't written by them. Yeah, it was written by somebody else. It was directed by somebody else. That was a really good episode. It was a character building episode versus you know three and five were all action. Mm-hmm. The, the Battle of Winterfell, you couldn't even see. It was so dark. I kind of like that, though. I kind of like the, the mystery behind it. I think that, that was probably more of a budgeting thing. But, you know, um, I, 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 it didn't take anything away from it for me. But, yeah, I mean, I can see where, like, a lot of people didn't like it. I, I, I agree with that. Like, that's fine. But, um, so how'd you, like, other than pacing, what were, were some other downfalls from somewhere that's so enveloped into the Game of Thrones storyline? In the final season? Yeah. All right, here we go. <laughs> um, so. Just break up this, this yeah. chair. Yeah, there was issues with, in the Long Night episode, which is the Battle of Winterfell, mm-hmm. they sent the Dothraki into a war charge, into darkness, to fight the army of the dead. And they all, like, all those flames went out. Mm-hmm. They all died. Somehow, though, in episode five, without any explanation, they were back alive again. Uh, the Unsullied Grey Worm trapped a ton of them on the other side of the trenches. They definitely died. Mm-hmm. Uh, somehow, in episode five and episode six, 
the Antoli were massive, mm-hmm. giant army. Where did they come from? Yeah, it seems like a lot of a lot of things were kind of like a was, forethought in this season. Like this is definitely the the song of of Starbucks coffee cups and bottled waters. This, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not even. <laughs> I mean, that's, but, that's funny and it's entertaining, but yeah, I, I don't really care. Yeah, I mean, but like that kind of tells you like they're. It seems like they phoned in a lot of stuff, like as far as like attention to detail and stuff like that goes. And they had the big points. They had the Nisi Nisi moment, and then they had you know um, they paid off a lot of things. But like that, it just seems like they were hitting those points, and then everything else, they're like, ah, well, we'll, we'll, we gotta get through it. So yeah, yeah. And they they definitely didn't like go back and re and watch prior episodes prior mm. to. So like when Tyrion's telling Daenerys if they ring the bells, I mean surrender. In season two, episode nine, which is the Battle of the Blackwater, Davos literally says, "I've never known bells to mean surrender." When they attack King Landing, he would stand his army. Yeah. So like, that's the continuity issue between their own show. Which I mean, okay, so it was seven years ago. Like, I don't remember that. Somebody memed it on Reddit, and I saw it that way. But yeah, I mean, but still, it's within you it's know, within their own, within their own continuity. So there's the continuity issue there. Um, to be honest, I think my biggest, biggest issue is they took one of the best characters in Jon Snow, like mm-hmm. character development-wise for the last like seven seasons, and he had like three lines the entire season, which were, I don't want it, you are my queen, <laughs> and I love you. Yeah. And like, that was it. I think they kind of, they kind of nerfed that character too a little bit between um, him running through Winterfell and the Battle of Winterfell, like, and kind of not doing anything. Yeah. through that battle and then um you know not I, I think i'm happy with where he ended up at but like the final couple of episodes i'm getting there between uh the the um battle of king's landing and then the uh the after the nisi nisi moment how he kind of just surrenders to um the will of gray worm it just doesn't doesn't taste yeah. right like that would have been him no so there's also, I mean, his lineage basically meant nothing. Yeah. Um, Arya training to be a faceless man for six seasons yeah. basically right. meant yeah. nothing. Yeah. Here's Arya's all the story building that we've done around this one character for the specific purpose, and we're not going to use any of it other than like imply it during the Battle of Winterville. Bran spent six seasons becoming the Three-Eyed Raven, didn't tell anybody Daenerys was going to burn King's Landing, and then went down to King's Landing to be like, why do you think I'm here? I'm here to be king. Like, so you saw it. You knew what was going to happen. Why didn't you tell anybody? Um, and then, easily, the, the my biggest gripe with season eight is Daenerys. Um, in the books, you can kind of see her trending towards kind of crazy mm-hmm. because she's a, a POV character. Yeah. So you see all of her chapters. You see through her her mind. You have like an insight into her mind. So that helps to see like where she struggles and where she doesn't. But in the show, we don't have that. And they spent, out of 74 episodes, they spent 71 telling us that she was not like other Targaryens. She was not like her brother, mm-hmm. not like her father, um, not like any of the prior kings that she was gonna break the wheel. And then as soon as she has the city, she burns it to the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then threatens to go do the rest of the same to the world. Yeah. So I'm like, that, that happened all in the span of Two episodes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they it's, it's they even very fast. Like, uh, yeah, it's pacing was a huge issue during this this last season. 
Very bad. And I know that they ran out of source material around season four. So yeah. we're like, all right, cool. You had, you know, season, let's say from the moment she got to Westeros and Cersei and Jamie started beating her in the war, mm-hmm. and they lost the Dornish and they lost Highgarden. All right, why don't you ever start going crazy then? Yeah. So that it's not so drastic when it happens in the final season that everybody's like, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make any sense. It was it was very reminiscent of Anakin Skywalker's Fall of the Dark Side in Episode Three, yeah. where in the beginning of the movie, not even the beginning, you know, forty five minutes into the movie, he's telling Palpatine he's going to turn him into the Jedi Council, and then an hour twenty minutes in the movie, he's slaughtering young Luke's. Yeah, like it was very drastic. Yeah. but we have the Clone Wars to kind of see that see that uh, we're on that transformation the... with yeah. Game of Thrones. We have the books where we kind of yeah. see that transformation. Yeah, and we don't even have the books within that. Time bring up so right, and we don't have all the books. Yeah. So that's probably gonna be a little bit before George R. R. Martin's finished with the the last two books. Cause I actually heard was, the guy who played Barristan Sony did Brazilian Comic Con a mm-hmm. few weeks back, yeah. and said that his understanding is George has the books finished, huh. but made a deal with HBO that he wouldn't release them huh. until the show ended. Oh, huh. okay. Which. Now, from a marketing standpoint, it's really, really good for him yeah. because this season was such a disaster for the vast majority of fans that they want to know how his ends. They will rush <laughs> out to buy those books as quickly as possible. Yeah, I can see that. I can also see like this hurting the the franchise and the IP a little bit. I mean, so people that you know um, haven't read many of the books or have read you know maybe the first one or something like that. And have picked up at this point, or probably just turned off of it uh, to a point. And even with the the prequel stuff and the, the other series, they're they're doing like three other series, right? Um, so those I'll probably get the hit in uh, viewership, I think.